Folks, thanks for joining the channel. In today's episode, we're talking fencing, fencing 101 and all the rights and things that go with that. So it's a must watch episode. Hi, this is Tim and Dole. Welcome to Midwest Hunting and Outdoors by Two Dumbasses. A podcast about the outdoors, hunting, and being a steward of the land. Hey, if you like what these two dumbasses are doing, please hit the like button and subscribe today. Welcome to Midwest Hunting and Outdoors by Two Dumbasses. Tim, what's, uh, we're talking fencing today, and I know you've done a lot of research on this, so uh, talk to me. What's going on? Well, i tell you what. Uh, so I've got some fencing issues I've got to do with one of my neighbors. And, uh, and hey, we're, we're working through it. So I don't want to portray that we're not working through that. In fact, I've, I'm using what's a standard rule. Um, but with that, I, I mean, I have six neighbors that border my property or our property. And uh, so I thought, you know what? I should just know what's the standard protocols with fencing. And so I've learned a lot, learned a lot. So I thought you and I talked, I think this is just a great subject. It fits right in with uh, the spirit of intent of our, of our uh, podcast. And so, and, and maybe we, maybe now's the time we should probably put a disclaimer out there. We're not lawyers. We're not fencing experts, but um, like you said, we, anybody that owns land has, fencing questions or will have fencing questions and uh so you you've done some research on that and that's what we're trying to share yep that's exactly right fair so um i'm going to start with hey i used to think that it, it all started it was just a it's this the right hand rule which we're going to go into a little bit later but uh there's a lot more to fencing uh as far as the protocols for specifically the state of iowa than i realized and I would think that, hey, if, if you own property outside the state of Iowa, you should take a look and understand, hey, what's the standard accepted practices. But what I thought I would do is, is hey, just kind of get into it. And so fencing in Iowa is really based all around livestock. It doesn't have to do with your borders of your property. It's really around, it starts with livestock. So if you have, if you're the owner of livestock, and you've not maintained your fencing, and that fen and your livestock were to get on an adjoining piece of property, or even worse, like onto a road, you're liable. You're For li damages or anything that would occur by those uh, that animal. That's right. And then if if it's my property, but I don't have livestock, but I have not maintained a portion of a fence. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, the, own, the, the livestock owner is not liable for any damages done. Okay. So they talk about, uh, from a state of Iowa perspective, it's kind of a, a fence-in, fence-out uh, theory or, pro, uh, or theorem, if you will, is, hey, the process is, is about fencing in your livestock and also fencing out things you don't want to get onto your property. If you're the neighbor, you're fencing out livestock in this case, we're using as an example, not, not to get on your property. That's right. Okay. That's right. So, and, and don't let me jump ahead here, but I mean, is that where the right hand rule 
kind of comes into play? That's where we get into, I mean, we haven't even talked this. So yeah, that's exactly where the right hand okay. rule comes in. Okay. So, so I mean, I mean, you'd have to know, again, if you own land, right, you've got neighbors, um, you, you'd have, I'd want to know what I'm accountable for. Yep. Okay. All right. Sorry. No, 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 no. So we get into this right hand rule. So, so how the right hand rule is, is, Hey, you maintain the portion of the fence. I'll maintain the portion of my fence. So now the thing is, is, Hey, how do I, how do I determine that? Well, essentially what you do in a right hand rule is, is if in fact we're neighbors, you know, and I've got the property line or the fence line right here, I basically come up to the fence line, right? Even with my neighbor, we're both facing each other and we're both responsible for at the middle of that property line to the right, to the right of each other. So that's the right hand rule essentially. At the halfway mark. At the halfway mark. Okay, so stand at your property line facing your neighbor. At the middle. At the middle. And your neighbor's doing the same way on his on his or hers property line facing their neighbor or you. Yep. And I've got this 50% to the right and they've got this 50% to the right. Depending That's right. on which way you're facing. That's right. Seems simple enough. Yep. Uh, but there's some other nuances to this. There always is with the law, right? So, so anyway, that kind of comes to, there's a, uh, you're not legally obligated per se to maintain a fence. So if my neighbor were to come to me and say, Hey, we need to have a fence. I, I don't have to go out and put up a fence now. Uh, with that, I'm just giving you, so this is not, by the way, I'm just giving you the nuances. This is on how I practice. We'll talk about how I practice and, uh, afterwards is if in fact I, the neighbor comes to me and wants to put up a, a, an exotic fence cause he's got exotic animals and that, that person wants to put up on his half a nine foot high fence. Well, I'm, that's not what I want to put up on my property. I don't want a nine foot fence. So I can say, Hey, you know what? I'm putting up a barbed wire fence, right? Meets the spirit of intent. Anything beyond that, I think starts to fall on, fall on the person who wants to have these exotic animals. Well, doesn't just stop there. So, excuse me while I get to my notes here. So I can be required if I choose not to put up any fence, I can be required to, uh, by law, it's my responsibility to share in the price of putting up a fence, right? I don't need to go out and do the labor, but if, uh, if I don't have any livestock and that's what the, that's what the other landowner wants to do, they can go ahead and put up the fence and then in, in writing, it's specific in this, uh, send to me in writing to, Hey, here's the cost of materials that you're responsible for and labor. So there's a lot going on there. So here's, let here's, me, let me make sure I understand is, so I, I like the exotic fence. So you got a neighbor that wants to put up a 10 foot fence, fence. which is expensive, expensive, super expensive. 
And my right hand rule would be is if the law would state it this way, well, you're, you're accountable for that 50% of 10 foot high fence. But the law is, does not say that. What it says is you're reasonably responsible for a, a, a fence. Yep. And that's what you're accountable for. Anything above and beyond that, then the neighbor can compensate or you guys can work something out to, to get that part of the fence done. Yep. That's right. So in this case, you know, the person that's doing the exotic animals or whatever, 10-foot fence, they would say, you know what, Tim, I, I hear you. This is really super expensive. Let's get a basic cost for a four-strand barbed wire fence. Let's get that cost, and anything above and beyond that cost, I'm going to cover. That's right. Okay, got it. Yep. I mean, that makes, makes sense, but sometimes the law doesn't make sense, right? Well, it's reasonable, right? It's reasonable. Right? Yeah. Uh, now how the and it's really a kind of a statute kind of thing it's code is what it how it's written is code now it's not absolute still right so i think it's always in your best interest to be reasonable right with your neighbors uh so but i'm going to go through basically how the code is just so i mean we can have these conversations so uh Another approach is to create a fencing agreement. So I, once I've reached an agreement with my neighbor, one of the things that they encourage you to do is, is actually I take that agreement that you've stipulated. Again, let's say with the high fence, high fence is an example. And with that agreement, you go up to, you go up to the county recorder and file it. So it's a legal document. Once you've done that, then I think you've got something, some leg to stand on. But you know, owners change, et cetera. Times also change. Uh, I think it's important that, that you have that understanding. And hey, if you if you feel that's necessary, then to then to file that agreement with the county recorder. But we don't we don't end here. There, no, there, there's sure. there's more. I'm sure not. <laughs> I'm sure not. Uh, so now let's say I'm a difficult neighbor and my neighbor wants to put up this fence and he wants to put up this 10 foot high, high fence. And again, I want to put up four and this neighbor wants me to pay for this 10 foot high fence, right? Well, there, there is some recourse. So um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a concept called fence viewers never heard of it before before doing this research but basically these fence viewers are your township trustees so every county is made up of a bunch of townships and so during your elections you elect township trustees and these township trustees this is part of their legal responsibility is to settle legally binding uh, decisions on things like th of this nature. Borders or fences. Right? Yeah. And you said it was fence viewers? Fence viewers. Viewers isn't... Yep. Yep. Viewers. Fence viewers. I've never heard of that before. Neither, neither did I. Okay. So, so the trustees of these townships then, like I said, are authorized by the state to render opinions. And also, that's another great reason to vote, by the way. And make sure that these trustees in your township are 
are like-minded individuals. Reasonable. I think reasonable individuals. So, so now, hey, as they go and render opinions, usually that's where the right-hand rule comes into play, right? But not, but not always. So here's another thing. If you engage the trustees to help settle an issue, usually there's a fee that's charged on top of that. So they'll charge you a fee, usually something around $500 was the number I saw. So, so again, this whole thing about being reasonable, getting along with your neighbors, I think super important. I mean, boy, it can be just a lot of headaches. Uh, all right, so, and then, and then this whole process doesn't even address, uh, is the fence located in the right spot? Right? Is it truly the border? Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing we're not even addressing today. Uh, but I think it's important. Which I could see a lot of folks getting into. I mean, I could see that being almost a number one disagreement. Well, so. Hey, this is not my borderline. This is my borderline. Or this is, you know. So it's super important. So, as you know, we added to our property here two years ago. And during that process, one of the things that we did is we brought in uh Surveyor. Surveyor. And uh, that, it's not cheap. It's like $4,000. Yeah. So $4,000. And, I mean, we found errors. Uh, and not, I mean, my neighbors, my neighbors, uh, half his barn was on our property. Right? And um, what we did was, is, hey, we went right back to, hey, let's just go where we thought the fence line was. And we mutually agreed to it and everything. Again, you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be neighbors with these people a lot longer than than uh, than you think. So, do what's right, be reasonable. Sometimes that's easier said than done. Hundred percent. You hear stories, right? But whenever possible, yeah, do it, it's do the it's right good thing. to have good neighbors. Yep. Right. So one important note, and again, this is about the state of Iowa. State of Iowa recognizes a boundary of acquiescence. That's like a 50 cent word. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for here the definition. Acquiescence. Okay. So, so what acquiescence is, if the, if the boundary slash fence is in place for 10 years, the fence can then be established as the boundary line. The new boundary line. Yep. So it's kind of like a 10-year uh, thing. <laughs> yes. What, like a past practice kind of deal. Yep. Enforceable. <clears throat> okay. So going back to you, like my neighbor, the situation... Hey, we could have made a ruckus on that, but hey, why would you? But not everybody's going to be like that. What was that term again? Ruckus? No. <laughs> <laughs> the boundary of acquiescence. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it later. Acquiescence. Like, acquiescence. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a couple other little uh, nuances. Uh, hey, if your property backs up to a government entity or railroad. Uh, the railroad or the government entity are responsible for maintaining that fence so that you can keep your livestock in. I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, but I think, like I said, as we discussed, I think the un underlying themes to be a good neighbor, negotiate the right fence that's going to work for both of you, and, uh, and be good neighbors. I mean, but that's really fencing 101. And um, so 
So now I'll go back to a kind of personal situation. I've had to put in two fences, remember six neighbors, and both sets of fences, we just agreed on right-hand rule right off the bat. And I think the reason- Off existing uh, fence that was there. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, that at least gives you a baseline to start from, right? It may not be right or wrong, but if both parties agree, yes, this old fence line is the, what I understand is the border, then let's now let's talk fence type and let's go on with the right hand rule. Yep. I think where it gets mucky is uh, like, like there's no fence there. There's no boundary. You know, some of these, well, my, my property, for example, there's part of my property that there's no fence. There is no fence, and uh, you're you're just uh, you know you're just it's a cra- it's kind of a crapshoot where where you're at. Hey, the crick, the crick here is my boundary, <laughs> but you don't really know that. Um, now we've had when we bought the property, we had it surveyed, and there's easements to, and, and we've had some turnover with the neighbors, two different neighbors now, and they've had it surveyed. So we've got some survey sticks, sticks and posts and tags, whatever they use now. So at least you can get a corner um, of the survey, but uh, there's no fence there. Yeah. And people are pretty passionate about that. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. I know we would be if if people were coming onto our property. And you felt like you're being wronged. Yeah, maybe they think rightfully, hey, this is my property. I'm just going to come over here. And uh, we we find out that that's happening, and then you know, then the whole rhubarb starts. You know, so I mean, and I think that's where the next. I mean, the next thing is is that, hey, if you don't want people on your property, fencing is just one element. Then you also have to start to uh, put up no trespassing signs, right, and identify who you are so that they know where the property lines are and stuff like that. But anyway, all right, so. Not to recap, but maybe just to simplify in my mind. So step one in this whole process is get with your neighbor, right? Get with your neighbor, define what what fencing means to both of you folks, and then where the fence is gonna be. And then if things go, if you can't agree on that, is that the next step is to go to this viewer um, fence viewers, yeah. That's fence viewers. Township trustees. Yep. Which is a public office yeah, voted elected. on. Yeah, elected. Elected public office. I wonder how many of those folks have been involved with that. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> and then I'm assuming uh, if that can't be settled above and beyond that, then you're into the court system. I would guess. That'd be a big guess for me, too. And then I think any uh, chance of having a good relationship with your neighbors is out Could the you imagine how bad that's going to be? Yeah. But, you know, I've, we've, we've all been there. You drive down roads, you drive down interstates. I know there's one interstate, if you go towards Illinois, you know what I'm talking about. There's literally a fence that goes across the pond. You know, it starts on land, and it goes into the pond, and then disappears, and then it comes up the other side. You know, that was a... A border dispute. Contentious. Hey, yeah. this is my pond. No, the pond's on my property, and you find out half of it's theirs and half of it's yours, and they, so they put a damn fence in it, you know, so <laughs> things happen. Well, and the code actually talks about that. I didn't go into that level of detail, but on how cricks, creeks, ponds, et cetera, are all maintained, but uh, there's a whole other element to that. But I really was going to talk just about the right-hand rule, and the more I dug into the right-hand rule, there was a whole bunch more to talk about. 
Well, and I think there's some nuances, right? You know, especially where we live in southern Iowa, there's a lot of creeks, there's a lot of rivers, there's a lot of drainage gullies. Yeah, gullies. That you, you're just not going to be physically able to put a fence in or around if that's the line. So then that's where you've got to start negotiating what, where do you want the fence then? Yeah. Right? I think that's where things happen. Yeah, it's tough. Mm. Mm. Nice job, bud. Yeah, thank you. Nice job. Anything we've missed so far? Nope, I don't think so. Again, I think it's important. So I just went through. It's all state of Iowa. But uh, I think it's important if, you, if you're outside of the state, take a look into the regs. But now you understand, uh, at least from a right-hand rule, what that means. And I think it's important. I think they always approach it from a livestock perspective. Yeah, we'd love to hear your comments uh, wherever you're listening from, what, what you perceive as kind of the rules around fencing or borders on your property and, and maybe even some horror stories that you, uh, that you've been involved with or heard of. So, uh, you know, they're, they're out there, you right? know, you know, they're out there. Bad, bad. All right, man. Nice job. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, Timbo. Until next time, be, be safe, safe, have, have fun, fun and get, get outdoors. outdoors. Thanks for listening or watching our show. We have some exciting topics and guests coming up. We ask that you subscribe to our channel on YouTube and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing your suggestions for topics, questions, and comments. This is Two Dumbasses signing off. Until next time, be, be safe, safe, have, have fun, fun, and, and get, get outdoors. outdoors.